So no cool live intro bullshit, no nothing. We, uh, we're moving into a new era of a couple, I was going to say a couple of average shows. Good job, Mike. Uh, microphone therapy. So we are actually, we're going to start off with, uh, with uh, the latest and greatest information. Um, Joe will no longer be with us on the show. So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Um, it's Joe wanted to leave for the longest time, but was afraid to say anything about it. Or I'm saying he's afraid, not necessarily afraid. He just didn't, didn't know how to approach it. Until what was it like um, a couple months back, and he said, "I don't want to do this anymore." Blah blah blah. And then Clay texted him and said, "Hey, want to do the show?" But Clay's been asking to do the show for a while, and then he would disappear, and then you know come back. I want to do the show. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so essentially, what would happen is until a couple of months ago, Joe just kept putting it off and putting it off until he just his breaking point or whatever. And, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. He doesn't want to do it anymore. It's, it is what it is. Um, when Clay texted and asked if he could join the show that changed everything and Joe said, okay, well I'll do it. But he still, he wasn't committed, but he'll do it. And I asked him, I said, if you're going to do this, you have to do two shows one night a week, you know, it's a couple hours out of your time. He's like, okay, I can deal with that. And then, uh, what was it like a couple of weeks ago? I'll join you guys when everybody is ready and, and willing to go and this and that. And we had just done a show with three of us, me, you, and Heather. And then we were getting ready to do the next show when he said the same exact thing, essentially, which is, you know, when everybody's ready to get together, I'll, I'll come and join the show. Like He's not paying attention to, obviously, what the fuck's going on, which is fine. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And you can see where it's going. So last week, he just said, I'm not going to do this anymore. No, no explanation, no reason. And... uh you know, well, it's his reasons and, and more power to him. It Which is we, what it is. We have to respect and, and love and humbly honor people's choices. For me, yeah. uh, when I first came down, Joe was the, the first one to encourage me to come back. And, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll get to who you are in a second. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I needed something new in my life. I needed something good. I needed something positive. I needed to put myself around people I could trust. Not that I couldn't trust the people I was already around, but I needed to do something new. You needed a new environment. I needed a new environment, and I needed something that I could participate in that was exciting and felt good for me. Joe encouraged me to do that more than anyone once I got down here, and he was the main reason in the beginning while I came back. Heather was already part of the show. I I know, Dallas, you don't know. I haven't gotten the pleasure to meet anybody. Yeah, like so that. so now you've met Mike. <clears throat> You're probably not going to meet Joe, but maybe you will. And uh, so Joe encouraged me to come back, and he did it just right. And it was like, and I knew the, the least about Joe because I've been talking to Mike for years. I grew up with Heather. Right. I grew up with Heather, so, I mean, we couldn't know each other any better if we wanted to. And uh, But I knew Mike really well because we always talked throughout the last, what, five, ten years maybe even? Yeah. Yeah. I knew the least about Joe and he was the one to really encourage me to come back and he did it in just the right way because my initial intention was just to come down here and watch. And I got down there and they're like, no, you're going to be a part of this. <clears throat> I thought for one night, oh, sorry. And Joe was the one when we got outside here, cause we take a break. Sometimes he said, I want to cautiously and carefully, uh, we want to invite you back here. If it feels good to you, no pressure. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's a healthy outlet. Yeah. So we love you, Joe. And uh, there's never any hard feelings, obviously. I fucking really, really love you. I, f I consider you one of the best friends I could ever have on this planet. And I wish you all the best. And 
if someday uh, for some reason you rejoin us, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. And look, a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to say people, a lot of shows, a lot of whatever. When someone leaves the show, they excise all the content. They remove their names from the fucking, you know, website. They, they delete them. They delete their history, essentially. Like you were never there. Yeah. You never existed. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. You know, he was, he's a huge part of the show. He, he's helped me start this. He's the one that coined the term microphone therapy, you know, which is a great fucking title. And that would be a huge disservice to him. Right. You know, oh, well, he doesn't exist anymore. Or starting some fake radio drama or fake drama with him or whatever. Oh, what a dick. He left us in, you know, in our time of need or whatever bullshit drama fucking, you know, nonsense we can make up. And the truth of the matter is, is that he's his own person. Right. You know, if he's not happy, whatever, you know, with doing whatever, then he's got to separate himself from the situation and clear his head and do whatever. If he comes, look, the, the, the door is open, seats open. If he wants to come back and join us, he's more than welcome. Even if it's just a one shot here and there, I don't care. Right. You know, he's more than welcome to come back. That's really what the show I think is really about at the core of the, uh, the, if we had any principalities or anything yeah. we were based on, it's, I think it's really friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to, I am not going to, uh, you know, sugarcoat this, or anything else, um, Joe and I have had some amazing fucking arguments uh, and disagreements on a lot of stuff on the on the on, on the, the show, program on right? the show, which I've had to remove a lot of the stuff. Uh, pardon me, but some of it is just out. You know, some of it was just stupid. Some of it was just outrageously funny. And he would say, "Oh, just leave it in." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, like I said, it's like it's that's that's the nature of the relationship, you know. Uh, everything has its ups and downs and you're going to argue and, and bitch and moan and this. And I, I had, I just had a conversation with him a couple of days ago about a couple of things, you know, nothing. It was all surface level stuff. Sure. He, he actually texted me out of the blue and it was just like, Oh shit. Okay. So, well, good. So, uh, that's going on and that's really it. That's, there's no more Joe. And, uh, we are, we're just going to move forward with whatever the fuck we're going to, we're going to do with this shit. <laughs> it's microphone therapy, baby. <coughs> can right. I can I take it for a second? No. Okay. I got. Uh, we have a special guest here tonight, Dallas Weaver. Hello, Dallas. And I met. I'm, I'm going to go through this as quickly as I can. Da I was at a point in my life where I was very depressed with work and what was going on, and I needed a change. And I went over and started working for a guy that I already knew, and I was good friends with his, and his name was Paul Wildy. And Dallas wasn't there that day. He was only 14 years old. So we're going back. How old are you now? 19. 19. So we're going back 15. a couple. 15. <laughs> we're going back a couple of years. And they said, Dallas will be here tomorrow. And I said, well, who the fuck is Dallas? And they said, well, he's this 14-year-old kid that goes to homeschooling and he's working with us. And I went, why? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Dallas comes out and... Uh, he didn't want to say anything to me at first. But now, and why was that? Because he looked like he was a tattooed axe murderer. And I thought he was going to come and hurt my family. I didn't want to talk to him too much because you never know what kind of people you're going to get around, especially at work. Especially in construction. Yeah, coworkers are one thing, but friends are a whole other thing. But then we got to talking and he gave me a piece of gum. And that was the start of it. Yeah. So I said, you want a piece of gum? I didn't know he was 14 or maybe I did. He says, yeah. I said, well, it's got nicotine in it. He's no, like, he didn't. Oh, I didn't tell you? <laughs> no, he did All not. Right. So long story short, Dallas is all grown up. Now he's got a, uh, he's got his own place. Nice. He, bu he bought a, a house. 
Uh, he's killing it out there in construction. He works with all the boys I've known for years and I've always talked about. Travis, Darren, Julian, all these guys. You've heard all these names. He wants to buy a Hellcat, but he already has a, what is it, a Dodge Challenger? It's a Dodge Challenger SXT, which I'm in the process of selling to buy the Hellcat. He wants to get a Hellcat. 700 and... I'm going to get a Hellcat. How, how much horsepower? 707. And I said, dude, I don't know if it's a good idea. But he's determined. You may want to hold off because they are adding packs to those. So well, whatever. The Superstock just came out, which outperforms the Demon. But right. I just the Hellcat has always been my dream car. I don't want it. The Demon's too much. That's a track car, and you can't even bring it to the, the drag strip. No, no, anymore. no. I, by, by pack, I mean is whatever the base price is of that car, whatever the sticker price is, everybody's paying sticker for cars right now right. because it, it they are running out of stock. And so if the if the if the sticker price of that Hellcat is $97,000, they are adding markup to that. It could be anywhere between $5,000 to $50,000. Right, and I totally agree. And that's why I've been looking at ones in like North Carolina. I and, do not agree with that. And well, he's looking, should at, be he's no looking at used added cars. Pack. He's looking at used cars. And they are not dealing on used cars either. Well, the ones There's, I'm looking at are 9,000, 10,000, 7,000 under MSRP. Yeah, that, and that's, but that's a used car. That's what exactly. it should be. But they still have 17,000 miles on them. If, if it's, if it's a $50,000 car, they're, they're not, they're not moving much in price because there's just not, there is no stock. I, I'm friends with a bunch of, I used to sell cars. Right. And I'm friends with a bunch of guys on one of the uh, Facebook pages. And one of the questions that just came up was, uh, how many cars do you have on your lot? brand new and it ranged from zero to well there was one that had like like a couple hundred but most of them were zero to 50 right 50 brand new cars left on their lot that's it they're not getting any new stock or it's trickling in because because we're having um like last year i, I read somewhere problems. that it was the most the most cars sold by most of the dealers in california just because no one had anything else to do so they just went out and bought a new car yep and it's ridiculous because that's what people are doing. They don't have any job. How the fuck? How the fuck do you have not have a job and buy a car? Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. You're taking my stimulus money. That's what I hated. I hated the auto industry when it came to that shit. Oh, they got their IRS money, so let's soak them for as much as we can. Yeah, because they know they're going to get their payment. Ugh. You said, Mike, that you didn't get a stimulus check. How does that work? I don't know. I haven't received any. Uh, any of them? There was four of them. In fact, there was one from California. There was three of them federal. Right. How are you two. not ripping your fucking face off wondering where your money is? Everybody um, else got it. I know where mine went. It went to my ex-wife. And my wife's stimulus money went to my ex-wife because we're married. So we what was the one check? It was 2400 Yeah. That all went to my ex-wife for back child support three times so far, or at least twice. I would be fucking How are pissed. you not ripping your eyes out of your sockets trying to find out where your money is right now? Because trying to get through to the IRS is a goddamn nightmare. Huh. Like, I'm still waiting for my... So last year in November, I got a, I got a, a letter from the IRS that says, Hey, how you doing? You will be receiving your refund at the end of the month. Huh. Nope. Did you get a stimulus check? I got a few of them, but... What were the amounts? Um, one of them was 500. I think the other one was 500. Then I got 1300. Did you really? The first two, I wasn't 18 yet. What'd you spend it on? You uh, could say he'll edit it out if, if, if you, yeah. Did you blow it up your nose? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, actually, I think I bought, I paid off loans that I had taken out with well, people. Well, that's good. There's a lot that's... of people helped me get to where I'm at today, and I'm paid off with all them now. So that's nice. why I'm looking at this car, because I can finally treat myself. Let me tell you about this car, and let me tell you why I'm trying to. He thinks I'm going to kill myself. Besides keep... that reason, because I feel like, and I had, I told Dallas, I have drove a 450 horsepower Cobra Mustang, and I've driven a Corvette that I had for two days. That was like a 2004 ZR Z06. And I felt like they were just slightly out of my comfort zone. So add 300 horsepower onto that, and that's what he wants to do. But they make two keys for a reason. I tell everybody, I'm going to start with this yeah, black two key. Two keys. That, that's going to save you. It will. I, I use the red key, not the blue key. I use the red <laughs> key by accident, and now I'm, I'm in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. All right. It well, is what it is. It is what it is, and it really is what it is, and it's going to be is what it is well, you when you call me. When I pick something, I'm determined to do this it. This is my other concern for him, and he makes great money for how old he is, but how much is the payment? <laughs> what, so here's the other thing, This is and this is why I love Dallas. So he the car he has right now, which and tell me what car that is. It's what a year? 2015 Dodge Challenger SXT. And how much money did you put down on that? Ten thousand dollars. You put down ten thousand dollars, and the sticker price on that was what out the door? I think it was twenty, but after taxes, it was twenty four. And what's your what's your payment? Two ninety, and, and that's with twenty three percent APR. And and what is your car? And what is your car insurance in a month now? A hundred bucks. So you're so what what does that add up to? You're at three fifty or something? Three ninety. Three ninety, okay. And what's the payment on the new car? The new car is gonna range from eight hundred to eleven hundred. And how much is your new car insurance? <laughs> uh, it's gonna so, range from three hundred to five hundred. These are all the same cars he's looking at. Oh wait, 60, yeah, yeah. If you go up, go I'll, back I'll up. show you the one that I'm looking at. He's he's actually talking to people about these. Yeah, I've, I've got Go go back up to the top to the burgundy one. Is that one of them? That's the one right there. He might buy that car. Right, Fifty two grand. That's about right. Is that the first one you looked at? That's that the first the one. the second one I looked at. The first one I looked at was actually 71 grand. And From that's the guy that keeps talking. Arizona? About. Yeah. That's, this one's in North Carolina. Yeah. So it's got 25,000 miles. Uh, how much are you planning on putting down? Uh, I'm going to trade in my car. So that's 10 grand right there. And I'll have another four grand down on it. So 14. All right. Because, so you're looking at like 35. Because I have to pay off the rest of my car and I owe seven. Well, um, is this a dealer? Yeah. Then you won't have to pay off your car because that's how they do it. Well, then they'll add that to the MSRP of this car, right? Yeah. So, so whatever your car is worth, let's say that. Have you paid off your car yet? No. How much do you own? I owe seven. Oh, so you're plus three. You're, you're trading it in for ten or whatever. You're going to get ten thousand right. for your car, but yeah. you owe seven. So you're 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 basically you're getting three thousand dollars back. Well, there's no way I'd ever accept ten thousand dollars. I'll sell my car first before that. I'm not that excited to get it. What can you get for your car on the open market? Eighteen. No. If I went and sold it to somebody, you could buy my car right now from a dealer for twenty one thousand dollars. But that's they're marking it up six grand though. Right. So yeah. you can't you can't say I'm gonna get ten. I could get fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I can I can say whatever fuck I want. That's <laughs> true. This is your show. I'm the new guy here. But I know that I'm not gonna let it go for that, you know? Right. No, it's I mean that's they're going to offer you as little as possible. Right. And that's, then you have to start arguing and get mad. Hell and don't yeah. wear that shirt. <laughs> no, wear that shirt because it's pleasantly distracting. <laughs> um, I told oh you. Oh, my goodness. So uh, when when you go in, just have a number and don't be afraid to get up and fucking walk away. Don't, oh, let, definitely. don't let them bully you uh, and don't let them hold you and make sure that you always have your keys with you. Damn straight. So then they're not going to do anything funky with the keys or anything else like that. But it's it's a it's a control thing. So. They might lose your car for two hours uh, no. while you negotiate, and I might lose theirs. Yeah, <laughs> same difference, right? 
So if you get fifteen for your car, um, but you and you owe you only owe how much? Seven. Seven. All right. So the the over under is you're going to get ten grand. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So you get minimum, ten grand. That's, a, that's a minimum I want. As long as I can put ten grand down on something, I'll be happy. Yeah. So you you the the over under on it is about ten grand. So and then you're going to put another four on top of that. Yeah. All right. So you're about you're about thirty five. So divide that by sixty. And oh, that's, I did. that's what your payment is. Yep. Well, you could also divide it by 72. That's true. And so I was at 850, but insurance with that, I'm at 1200. Yeah. And I wanted to keep everything down to at least like a week's work, but <laughs> we're getting a little past that. So right there, I mean, that's pretty impressive that he can, he could stroke this. If he went to work for 40 hours, he could stroke this thing in about a week. That's not bad. And that's, that's my main goal. And but, he doesn't I'm, have I'm high. I'm not going to settle for a scat pack though, because he, everybody's he d- got a scat pack. He right. doesn't have high overhead. He keeps his shit down. He spends a lot of money. This kid's got more fucking pairs of shoes and watches and I mean the kind of stuff that you and I don't give a fuck about anymore because I never cared about we're shoes old or as watches. Fuck. I mean, just give me my same Giants hat from eighty five years ago that's yeah. covered in dog hair. I'm good. Yeah. Maybe I'll shave. My brother was a watch collector. This guy I see him in I see him in public, not at work, and he's I wanna fuck him. I mean he's <laughs> tall, he's handsome, he smells good, he looks good, he's fucking got well, pussy all around plan, him. Dude. Maybe I just <laughs> he, sell my shoes. And, and now he's got 25. a Hellcat. He, he looks like a good looking Post Malone without yeah. the tattoos. And he's like six foot ten. You know what I mean? Like there's he's a police song about him. <laughs> Adam Driver. Right. No, this guy, uh, that's the other thing that's fun about this kid too is he fucking destroys pussy. <laughs> Which I really admire. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We all got problems. Clearly. Yeah, we no. all got. Yeah, I tried to destroy myself in the bathroom before I came down today. It didn't work out. We all, we all got our uh, issues. Yeah, niches, niches. This is what I was thinking about this week, Michael. As I sat on the couch. Oh, first baseball. What about it? The Giants are absolutely in first place of everything right now. They keep destroying the boys in blue. They did it last night, two to one. Yeah, yeah, their their winning percentage is like six fifty right now. Yeah, they're, they're up the best points. In the entire league. They're up points. Let me. I've got them up, but uh, let me look because I know Boston's up there too. Boston is like a six seventeen or six oh seven or some shit like that. My phone's being slow. Standings, standings. I catch all the highlights when I'm flipping through my Facebook feed. I don't get. I don't get the. Uh, now, are you watching any of the games? No, not at all. I don't watch until October. All right. Well, let me run these down for you. I'm in the National League East, and the Mets are 53 and 46 with a .535. That ain't bad at all. The Brewers are up there, 5942, .584. Uh-huh. Oh, Giants. League. Okay. You ready for this? Giants, 63 and 37, .630. Yeah. I'm going to go over to Mike's side of the field now. Oh. Yeah. And they're only three games above the Dodgers, which is crazy. Right. That they're beating them. Yeah. Red Sox. 63 and, yeah, he knows. Are you a Dodgers fan, Mike? No, he's a Red Sox fan. Red Sox. White Sox, which surprises the shit out of me because they normally suck a whole entire bag of baseballs. (laughs) 1641, 5.94. Astros. Cheaters. Were they were they the ones cheating? Yeah. 63 and 40. Same. Same point six one two. So that's what's going on. And just for my buddy Adam, the A's are in second, 57 46.553. And I, I'm a closet A's fan. I've always been an yeah. A's fan. You can't help it. I mean, same with the Raiders for me. Um, yeah, not so much the Raiders. I mean, look, I respect the team and stuff like that. It's just 
when when we moved out here, sorry, when we moved from West Covina to here, yeah, I, all my friends are Raiders fans because they had just moved to Southern California. I'm just like, eh. And I was kind of a Dallas fan. I liked Randy. I'm uh, not Randy White. Uh, Danny White, the quarterback, and Tony Dorsett and Drew Pearson and and uh, all those guys. And then they played the Niners, and the Niners beat them in the playoffs that year. Yeah. And went on to go to the Super Bowl. Like, oh, well, I live in San Francisco. I live close to San Francisco. I might as well become, you know, at least a partial 49ers fan. Um, that was mine. And that resonated. The Raiders are okay. I mean, I enjoy any good football team. Right. I enjoyed watching them in the 80s, you know, during the Super Bowls and this and that. The other thing. I, I love players more than anything else. So I don't care what team they play for. So it was always fun, like Jeff Hostetler or Tim Brown and uh, Marcus Allen Marcus and all those Allen. guys. So Jerry Rice, both for the 49ers, and he did go over to the Raiders at one point because I did see a preseason game against the 49ers at Candlestick, and it was Rice was on the Raiders. And I was like, what happened? That's how little I was paying attention to it at the time. Yeah. That would have been about 2001, somewhere in there. So, yeah, somewhere, yeah, maybe. So we're going to do a quick review. We're not doing wine tonight. Um, cause Heather's not here. Champagne. Yeah. That's our thing with, uh, Heather. She's the leader on that one. Dallas and I don't mind meeting after work and drinking some type of malt liquor or <laughs> beer or shots of anything. That's like 99 cents. Wild Turkey. Uh, <laughs> which is crazy by the way tonight. Uh, and honestly, I've been drinking a lot of the white claw, the normal, uh, the normal white claw, the, the ones you'll see that are in the white can, the tall can. Uh huh. And I've been drinking that because it's only 5%. Tonight, we were able to locate, and this isn't the first time this has happened, White Claw Surge. And we're on the blood orange right now. It's 8%. So they're dosing it up like Mike's Hard Lemonade Which likes to do. still isn't high enough. It's still a seltzer water, but something's going on here. It does taste like poison. Would you agree? I would. Uh, it's I'd super high Ranger sugar content. Some, something's definitely wrong with this. It's not as bad as yesterday. We tried the um, Mad Dog 2020 now has a canned malt beverage at 12%, oh, which I will say is probably rivaling uh, Four Loco. Not even close. Which that's one of Dallas's favorites. No, that used to be my favorite because you could shotgun one of those and you'd be there. Yeah. They put it in a smaller can. All we, of this we stuff. We know is nothing poison. considering the age of Dallas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm, it, it I'm, doesn't matter. He, I'm as old as you if you if you were to meet Dallas somewhere, you'd think he's 25 years old, and he and he pulls that off. He, he acts like he's 25 years old, so we don't care that maybe he's I not. don't care. He, Mike doesn't care. Um, brought to you tonight by we stopped at AMPM. We are not sponsored by AMPM. Yes. And what do you think about this? Can you compare this to? Let's start with Four Loco. Well, Four Loco is not even a comparison because there's three and a half servings in a Four Loco, and that's how they dictate it to be the 14 percent it is and does it not taste like gasoline to you this the white claw no the, the four loco i can't do that's it why anymore. i don't drink them anymore immediately i have heartburn it's I, my new thing is i'll get the imperial ipa of the voodoo ranger yeah and that's nine percent well don't and switch that, subjects though we're on malt liquor uh and things posing as a seltzer water but are still malt liquor white claw is just zima with snazzier you say uh, zemo is that zima zima i call it zima zemer which i used to drink the shit out of yeah. you're you're you weren't even born yet a white claw is good but it's just why drink water when you could drink if you're gonna drink alcohol don't yeah. you want to taste the alcohol well i think that's what they have in mind here so we're on the white claw yeah. hard seltzer surge blood orange and I, I will say i mean it's not it's not I mean, it's, I, it's good I, if you want to go to work right afterwards and you don't want to smell like alcohol. You don't drink during work. You drink before or after. 
I've always said that. That's my motto. That's my credo. But with this one, I'm going to say it doesn't it doesn't have that weirdoness of like the Mike's Hard Lemonade. You know, you're drinking something so sugary like and so it's like Asian orange is inside your can. They've disguised themselves very well. And so far, two flavors offered. One is the blood orange. And uh, we'll get into the other one on the next one. But uh, here's the White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge Blood Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm just saying it's Zima with a better PR. It is. It really does have that kind of thing to it. So Zima was a seltzer too, mm-hmm. and it was like 4%. It was like drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went into it. Uh, and I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy a good Zima now and then. Oh, I did. You know? But it was, I did. It was never something you could drink every day. Did yes, you ever exactly. have one? I don't think they have it anymore. It's like tab. It's gone. Um, On special occasions, they still have it. Yeah. Yes, it's like McRib. Can you it pull it up appears. so we can see the bottle? Maybe I he has one. How, how would I be able to comment on this if, if I haven't had one? Well, let's see if you even recognize this. He's had one. Oh, you I have had one. I've only said this twice. How? He does, he Where? He because listen. the liquor store has this every occasionally. Yeah. Oh, like it's, they did have like a... Uh, like yeah, a, it's like McRib. It like just a makes Who's putting Zima out? I uh, don't know. Right. Look, and they have candy next to it. Oh, they have flavors of it. Of course they do. Uh, Miller Maybe Coors. it's... Oh, of course. Maybe it's still huge somewhere. What's funny about Sacramento is Sacramento is a test market for a lot of stuff you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Movies, music, TV, yeah. beer. We were drinking the shit out of this. I'm, I want to say the year was like 1995. Yeah. And you mixed it. So Zima was a mixer. So if you mixed it with anything, you mixed it with, yeah. you know, whiskey or and white, Which is what whatever. I use White Claw. White Claw is a mixer too. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens. I come home. Get some pineapple. It's been a hard day, which is going to be pretty much every day. Right. A little bit of vodka. Yeah, some pineapple. You want this because it's got the bubbles, right? Yeah. And then because I'm an absolute lush fuck-up weirdo, a little bit of soda pop on top, right? Or some orange juice because I'm not getting enough sugar in my diet. (laughs) Three or four of those, and you're ready to start fucking shit up on your podcast messenger (laughs) service app. (laughs) Right, Mike? (laughs) Call it a sparkling Start talking Talking a little shit. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. All right. So what's next? I have some yeah. things I put down. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, you won't. I've been going through this thing lately where you watch a movie at some point in your life and you're like, you either do or you don't like it. And then you watch it years later and it's you have a complete reevaluation of it. And the first one I'm going to bring up, it's an easy example, is The Matrix, which came out in 1999. Yeah. We went and saw The Matrix at the Dollar Movies off of Sunrise, I want to say. Or maybe Birdcage. Birdcage. And I don't remember being that impressed with it. I liked the first one. The second one was okay, and I fucking hated the third one. Yeah. And I haven't... I've watched parts of the second and third one. I now... And I haven't watched The Matrix recently, but I've seen it since then. And I've said, why didn't I like this movie? It has all the characteristics of something I like. It's dark. Were you the same person then as you are now? I think this is what I think happens is, so when it came out and I was probably at the time, I was probably 21. I think I was like, I'm the shit and I'm above this and didn't even realize what I'd actually saw. And was like, I don't think it's that good because I just decided I didn't like it. And as time goes on, as you know, there's becoming a phenomenon and a topic of conversation, which is, are we actually living in a simulation? Now, I'm not using that as the example of why I like the movie so much better now. It brings up a point. But perhaps it is part of why. And not only that, but when when you sit down 
and look at everything that's out. And I am a constant reevaluator, or I'll watch the same movie again. And you've been at my house when this happens. It's like, I'm giving up, and we're yeah, gonna we watch. Were, we were working on Soda Springs, and we watched Edward Scissorhands three times. One and you were like, "Please not Edward Scissorhands again." I was like, "Fuck you! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Get me another glass of iced tea." <laughs> but that's what happens. Mm. Is um, it was whiskey, not iced tea. Okay, same difference. You start watching things, and uh, you know another. And I don't want to. I don't want to plug the Matrix too hard. And they are, I guess, bringing out uh, another Matrix. Yeah, they're doing like another trilogy. I'm so interested to see if it's good. And I, I guess I'm going to have to go back. For me, it's it is the first Matrix. Now it's like so good. Yeah. Um, you brought it back to the future. You watch it again and again all the time. I watch a lot of movies again and again, but yeah, Back to the Future. Uh, it's comfort food for my brain. Yeah. So. So, like, as I've gotten older, and I'm going to give you another example, and we talked about it in the car, Dallas, you and I did, and uh, so, and we always, always talk about Keanu Reeves. Right. And so, he did this movie called Johnny Mnemonic, and that's another movie that came out a couple years even prior to me seeing The Matrix. I was still probably, like, 19 or something, and we went and saw it at the drive through and I was like, this movie's fantastic. And then years went by maybe 10 years and I watched it and I was like, this movie's a piece of shit. And then another 10 years went by and I turned it on the other day in my bedroom. And the reason I did that is because I have the Pluto, Mike knows this, I have the Pluto and some other thing in my bedroom. You know, I've been spending a lot of time in my bedroom. Oh, always. <laughs> so I, I turned it on, it's got commercials and everything. And then once again, I changed my mind again. I was like, this movie's, I'm entertained by this. So I went from this movie's great to this movie's a piece <laughs> of shit. And then back to like, I, don't have a problem with this movie at all what do you think about that mike maybe you're bipolar um, but yeah it could be i i don't go through those ranges of this movie i like this movie this movie sucks i like it no. again um i either like it or it sucks it's, and no it, no know. amount of time can go by and change your mind um you don't revisit something and go maybe yeah it was yeah i do okay um it depends on what movie it is. Like if it left a really bad taste in my mouth, I will not revisit it. Like what? For instance, give me an example. I didn't even tell you right now. Okay. But uh, hold on. Um, Don't say Black one. Stallion. <laughs> uh, Have you seen the Godfather movies? Yeah. All of them? No. Oh. I've seen parts of two and parts of three. Have you seen the Godfather movies? I have not. Okay. But I've been looking forward to them. You're, you're, you're biding your time? I am. All right. Uh, slowly watching all the mafia movies. Let's go back up to Soda Springs for a second. I said you you can't live another moment of your life, Dallas, if you don't see The Wolf of Wall Street. No. Yeah, <laughs> and I watched that probably fifteen times. I'm talking about it. Margin Call. Well, I'm talking about The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. And how that can movie, you not? I man, that's future me right there. <laughs> I tell you what. If you turn into Jordan Belfort, I swear to God, someone's going to murder you. Also, I'd like some money. Oh, I got everybody covered when I turn into Jordan Belfort. Once I'm walking down those stairs. He does on. have a lot of drive. Right. Here's one. Bad Boys. The first one. There's been three of them. Right. Okay. Bad Boys for Life. Joe has watched that movie a couple of times just to see if it was as bad as he thought it was. I watched that movie once and I almost walked out of the fucking theater. Is that part two? It's the third one. Oh, the, the, or the fourth one. Bad Boys for Life. It's the, the third fourth one. one. Fourth one, I think. The new one that just came out. It's the third one. Isn't it? It's the, the fourth guess. one. I want to say it's the third. I don't think there's four, is there? I was also disappointed. I know I know where this is oh, going. Oh, yeah, it's the third one. Yeah. So it's terrible. It's a fucking bad movie. And the, the, the plot twist and blah, blah, blah at the end, is it's all of it's bullshit. 
It's 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 terribly written, and they ruined the. They I'm not gonna say they ruined the franchise, but they really attempted to fuck up the franchise with this movie, and they couldn't just they couldn't just do it right, you know. So the first one, I love the first one. First one's fucking great. Second one, it's a it's not bad. Right. It's fun. Right. But. That's one that left a bad taste in my mouth. I won't ever go back to that movie. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. The second one I like because there's the guy from Blow that was the bad guy. Uh-huh. And he's a bad guy in this one. And he's like, the rats are eating all my money. Do I have the right movie? And they shoot the guy. They shoot the guy in the driveway and the Italian mom looks out the window. And it's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, so-and-so was super depressed and he killed himself. <laughs> Do I have that right? I it's been a while since I've seen Bad Boys. I've, I've got it. it doesn't I've, sound right. I've got it right. You could we'll be. It it's pretty right. right. It's pretty right. Dallas, you do the research. Get back to us. I know I'm right. Maybe I won't. Maybe there's I a won't. there's another one uh, with a Vin Diesel. There's a Vin Diesel movie called Bloodshot. Bloodshot was like pretty much one of the last fucking movies we saw uh, before the pandemic hit. That movie was awful. It's based on a comic, and I never cared for the comic, but it was like fuck. I'll give it a shot. You know, let's see what it's about. Right. I had the opportunity to watch it for three, uh, for three, for free, and could not. Thank you, White Claw. And I could not get through it at all. I couldn't get through the. And Mike knows this about me. I'll start a movie. I'm like, fuck this movie. You yeah, rent in my house minutes, when I do that. Dude, you, you'll you'll rent three movies, spend seventy dollars on all these different movies that you're renting that are brand new, and you'll just say, screw this movie in five minutes. I used to be able to do stuff like that. <sighs> and then there was a there was a horror movie called Gretel and Hansel. I want to watch that. And it wasn't bad. It was very interesting. And, and the way dark. that they, they put it all together, um, they did. So what they did was they took the fairy tale and kind of twisted it on its head, you know. And I liked what they did with it. Is it a movie that I'll revisit? No. Okay. But I, I've seen it because I wanted to see it. There's another one. Um, fuck that movie. Fantasy Island, the movie. Ugh. I tried to watch that. Uh, Scoob, the movie, was no. terrible. Was it? It was very terrible. Somebody farted. No, that was a chair. I promise. Uh, <laughs> on God. Don't put it on God. <laughs> don't put don't, don't put, put that on me, Ricky Bobby. The things that come out of your ass, don't blame the Lord. One of my favorite <laughs> TV shows was Narcos Mexico. I've heard that that's really good. That show was just off the chain. Give us a little bit about it. Tell me about it. It took a while to get into it, but this guy and the story behind him and his family and what he brought them through and the place that he ended up was just probably not where he thought he was going. I mean, he started out just wanting to provide for his family and that wasn't never enough for him. And basically I don't want to ruin it for anybody. No, else. ruin it. Yeah, it's fine. He, I mean, he, he, he got himself in prison just because he was greedy. I mean, he, he left his whole family because he was greedy. He got all of his, his colleagues killed because he was greedy. And this Slowly is a cocaine surely. thing or no, this all started with, with Mota and, and the indoor growing of weed and, well, actually, the guy was researching the indoor growing of weed, his partner, his brother, Rafa. But they had the biggest pot farm in all of Mexico. Like, it was huge. And they had everybody paid off you could possibly think of. He owned every single cop in Mexico. And the weed wasn't enough for him. And he went and talked to the, uh, I forget their name, but it, was not, it wasn't Pablo in, in Colombia. And it was the other lead cocaine seller in Colombia. And he wanted, let's say, 20 tons of cocaine per month. And so he got that deal all set up, but then Pablo kidnapped him and said, 
if you're going to deal with these people, you're going to deal with me too. And you're going to take my 20 tons of cocaine a month as well. And you're going to be able to do it. If not, I'm going to feed you to the hippos right now. And so he got into this position where the weed was basically out the window and he just had to deal with this cocaine and he didn't even know what to do. And he had so much, he was the richest guy in Mexico. He owned every cop in Mexico. 20 and tons of cocaine. No, 40. 40 tons of cocaine because he was forced, tons. He was forced by tons. Pablo Escobar to take his load too. So if you sample a little bit of that cocaine, nothing's going to go wrong with that drug deal. No. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? So Pablo Escobar, who is one of the, you know, fucking most ruthless drug dealers on the planet, literally started schools and was helping people in that area in Colombia. He was a badass. He was, he was doing, you know, so there's a, there's a bunch of new schools that he built. He was paying teachers. He was doing all, he's a weirdo, but he was actually doing a lot of the right shit too, you know, right. funding the police, but you know, you just ignore what I'm doing, right. this and that and the other thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, he, you know, we, we have to have a bad guy. So, you know, let's make a new Darth Vader. Let's pick this guy. Yeah. Let's pick this guy yeah. because he's, he's making, he's making the cocaine and, uh, you know, and you know it stands out. To it's you. bad. It stands out automatically because they're like drugs. Just fucking legalize it. Yeah, legalize cocaine. Cocaine. I, I vote yes on legalized cocaine. Just legalize everything. You legalize everything and put a tax on it. And and if you want if you want to overdose on cocaine in your bathroom with a towel over your head, then that's your fucking problem. That's your fucking Just problem. People overdose <laughs> on white claws with a towel over their head, their bathroom. Or what's make, the difference? You have yeah. a little white claw. Maybe you slip a little bit, you do a little bump, and the next thing you know, somebody's putting a wet towel over your head and yeah. you're sitting in your bathroom. I mean, I don't know who we're talking about right now, but maybe <laughs> you're having a really bad night <laughs> and can't make the podcast that next week. Yeah. <laughs> People are bringing you vitamin water and stuff. <laughs> and your belly hangs over onto the floor. But you know what? Your heart was in the right place. Yeah, for that 15 minutes. Dallas, what else did you just recently watch? We talked about it a little bit. I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if Mike's seen it. Oh, starts with Black Black Widow. Have you seen Black Widow? Yeah, you I guys chop that, was that a up. Pretty all right, movie. I mean, there was parts in it that I thought were just stupid. Talk about it. That whole the whole idea of what she went through and how she became, which I don't think she should have been named what Black did she go, Widow. Natasha. After, yeah, she, but what? she she's not. It's. Every one of them are named Black Widow. Exactly. And that's They're why all Black Widows. I don't see why they call her the Black Widow in the Avengers movies. Because that was the moniker that she had when she went in. Right. It's, there's a whole history. So if you read the comics and stuff like that, it tells why they oh. they named, why she's named that. But she, essentially, she's just using that name from where she came from. So when she was, when she was trained as a Black Widow, that just became her right. that makes code sense. name. Chop it up, guys. I want to hear it. When did you guys see it? I saw it with Travis. Shout oh, oh that's Travis. right. Saw a couple weeks ago. Maybe a week ago. Yeah. Where'd you see it, Mike? Here. In, in Auburn? And you went to a studio movie? Yeah. So bring no, me. I watched it at home. Oh, that's Mike, has, Mike always has the plugs. He's got the plug. I got different plugs. But. Take me through it. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see her again. That's it, right? No. Well. That's what I read this morning on the toilet. No. I no? Never, never say never. Right. Type of thing. Um. I think that what they're doing, okay, so this was supposed to come out, what, a year ago, two I've years ago? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It was supposed yeah. to come out. And this was supposed to supposed to uh, usher in phase four of Marvel. And they put everything on hold and then came out with WandaVision and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And this 
this movie was supposed to introduce Taskmaster before Falcon and the Winter Soldier introduced Taskmaster. Who's Taskmaster? That's just a, one of the characters that's oh. um, in in the movie. The Taskmaster. Yeah, look him up. The Taskmaster has this ability to uh, mimic. Yeah, thank you. And Every, anybody's moves, anybody's fighting skills, and it was actually a her in Black Widow. Yeah, and it's supposed to. In, in the movies, it turns out that they're like like a cyborg or a robot or some shit like that. And I think that that's just a misdirection. So in the comics, if you look at the comic right there, he has like a shield and all sorts of other weapons. And okay. So he, he can mimic anybody's fighting style. Okay. So I think I think that the movie Taskmaster is a misdirection. It, it's it's a uh, it was put in there or they were put in there as a way to lead into who the real taskmaster is. So, and then, um, there's, there's a lot of misinformation, but, uh, a lot of it is, uh, of, of Peggy Carter's niece, the girl that plays Peggy Carter's niece. She was also in Falcon and the winter soldier. And I, right now the name escapes me, but, um, she was, she was, uh, Steve Rogers, quote unquote, love interest. The flash. No. Who Steve? Who the fuck is Steve Rogers? Captain America. That's what I said. Captain America. <laughs> fuck. And he's dead. And everybody's dead. That didn't last long. But she became integral into helping him escape during in the movies. You know, to like neutral to go underground essentially and uh, help his help get a lot of people out of this prison. Uh, the raft is what they call it. So Black Widow. The movie in and of itself introduces a bunch of people. So they introduce the Red Guardian, who is the Russian version of Captain America. Uh, they introduces uh, basically Natasha's family, which is not her real family, but it's her adopted family. And we get to see where they all come from and what they're doing. But we don't really get to see a lot of the superpowers. This is more like a like a action adventure James Bond style movie. And what they're trying to do is just t- they're trying to take down this this the bad guy that runs the red room, which uh, trains all of these black widows. Wait a minute. The guy from twin peaks is in this. What different red room. The guy that speaks backwards, the midget What are you talking about. Never mind. <laughs> I keep, forgetting. I don't watch, I don't watch twin peaks. I keep forgetting that fucking the flash is Barry white. Barry. <laughs> oh, baby. He's at my house. <laughs> Get your dick hard to flash. <laughs> All around the room. Anyways. Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Different white guy. Barry Barry Allen. Tim Allen's brother. Yeah. Dallas, try to keep up. Fuck. You don't know shit. So, Mike, you liked Black Widow or you didn't? It was okay. Overall. Six out of ten? Yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. Dallas? I was going to say six out of ten. I know you were. I thought it was funny when her her sister You signaled me under the desk. Why do you you make this pose and gets down to the Black Widow pose? (laughs) Yeah, she keeps calling her poser. Yeah. And then she tries it, and she's all, ugh, ugh, ugh. What is the white widow? There is no white widow. I saw her in the white outfit on that poster. It's not a white widow. The black widow. She's She's just going out to a nightclub that night. Yeah. A gay nightclub, and she's like, I'm going to just wear white. Sometimes you got to wear all white. She's going out to a rave, and it's got all colors on it. All right. What else? I don't know. What else else What do you got? Well, you know. What does this say? I think a lot of people are underwhelmed with Black Widow because this movie's been sitting around for almost two years. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, too. So COVID comes out and fucks everything up. The Marvel canon was going in the right direction. The DC canon 
and I'm excited to see the new DC Batman movie. I'm excited. To, let's talk about a couple who things. Who plays Batman in this new I'm gonna, movie? Robert I'm gonna, Pattinson. Yeah. Okay. And you know who that is, right? Yeah. That vampire faggot? Yeah. Okay. Cedric Diggory from yeah. Harry Potter and yeah. the Goblet of Fire. That pale face, pasty fuck right. guy. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm excited to see him play it because you keep seeing these plugs talking about it's going good, it's not going good, it's going good again. No, now not. It's not going good. And that's what COVID has done for us. Instead of like... Uh, all of a sudden a movie is out and if you're highly researched like mike for instance or clackers or maybe dallas you want to know about something and you look at it then you know it's you know exactly when it's going to come out research highly researched you know exactly when it's coming out this movie's coming out in three days and you get all excited you go down there you get your juju bees dallas maybe you blew a couple lines in the car or whatever your Dr. Pepper, you're sneaking stuff in. You know what's going to happen. Now everything's all fucked up. It's just getting back to normal, and it's fucked up all the cannons because it's like now Hollywood can take as much time as they want. Maybe the movie's done. I mean, how how long has Black Widow been done? A year? Longer than that. And they just now were like, and, and we you talked about it before. I heard you and Joe talk about it. Just release the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Batman, is it done? I don't know. On Probably. the DC canon. I'm excited to see it because it's going to be, it's not going to, like like the Batmobile looks like an old Dodge Charger. It's going to be like way grittier than, I think, than the stuff they've done already. It's right. going to be a completely different, is it a completely different universe, Mike? I have no idea. I stopped even fucking caring about the DC universe after the... When, it's a different canon for sure because it doesn't fit into the Ben Affleck thing. I, I don't even give a shit about DC movies anymore. Oh, man. I'm Fuck hoping he all. meets up with the Joker played by Joaquin at some point. I don't even care. They're going to do another Joaquin. I'm, I'm sorry to throw like a be a wet blanket on this, but like everybody's <laughs> high on this fucking Zack Snyder bullshit. And, you know, Zack Snyder was fun to, to, to watch with 300 with a couple of other movies that he did. Oh, I love that movie. And with uh, Watchmen. The Watchmen. I was enjoying it. But then every movie since then, it's the same exact bullshit with the way that he does graphics. It's the same terrible writing, the same terrible dialogue. And then he gets you know, the, the nod to be the, the big guy at DC. And then they release uh, Superman, you know, the man of steel or the return of the man of steel. And then they, they did a uh, Batman versus Superman, like the Christopher Nolan stuff. I'm okay with that's, that's completely separate, but um, except for the third movie, because that, that movie was forced. They were going to do something with Heath Ledger. And then when Heath Ledger died, they, he, uh, Nolan basically just became noncommittal to the movie. And, and they're like, well, we need a third movie because you promised a third movie and we paid you for a third movie. So do a fucking third movie. Yeah. So what you see is just kind of a, a place all, the, all the side stories from the, probably the original screenplay that was going to have Heath Ledger in it as the Joker for the third movie. Anyways, I don't like my father. You remind me of my father. I got it backwards. Fuck you, Dallas. Anyways, um, Everything after that, you know, Batman versus Superman, the Justice League, this and that and the other thing. Everybody's like, oh, we got the Zack Snyder cut. Hey, we got to have this. He's terrible. He's fucking terrible. And Army of the Dead proves that he's terrible because all he does is rely on CG to set the scene. He doesn't set the scene. He doesn't give a fuck about the way the, the actors are, are reacting against everything else. He just wants to see pretty watercolors on his on his film, you know. And it, I, all right. Uh, and, and then now they're just, just, I don't fucking care. A couple, a couple things are coming to my mind. Uh, they can't where, get their ass. Where is, 
where what is the next Marvel thing that they're moving into? What is it called? What do you mean? There, there's a whole new canon coming out. It's the new it's the new nope. phase of Marvel. Phase four. Phase four. And what is it going to be? What do you mean? I don't understand the question. What direction are we going in? They're just moving into. I really don't know, but I think they're well. They introduced a new bad guy in okay. Loki, so they're they're doing the TV series to as to uh, offset the movies. So we have stuff that's going on in between to give us a little bit more story, to give us a little bit more background about what's going on in the Marvel universe without the main characters. Are you talking about WandaVision or something else? Yes, all of that. Okay. So they're doing WandaVision. They're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They, uh, well, they already did those. And then uh, they just finished Loki. And then in Loki, which was a real surprise, they introduced this guy called Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror is a huge villain in the in the Marvel universe, and his backstory is basically he comes from the future. He is a relative of Reed Richards, and he is just traveling the universe and conquering everything. That's right. why he's called Kang the Conqueror. Well, they kind of readjusted um, his his backstory for the movies, which makes even more sense. So. When you meet him in Loki, he is a guy who, uh, he who survives the end of time. I think that's what his name is. He is the guy that is pruning the, the, um, the timeline. So if you've watched any of the movies and they, they, when you're watching Avengers Endgame and the, uh, the elder one or the ancient one who is the, the monk that trains Dr. Strange shows the, the timeline. And if you remove the infinity stones, it starts to make branches and this and that. Well, it's kind of true, but if you if you have nexus nexus events, and he's going through and pruning all these nexus nexus events, and the reason why he's pruning all these nexus events is because he has multiple versions of himself. Kang has multiple versions. There's a good version. There's a bad version. There's an okay version. There's a lazy version. You know, most of them are Kang the Conqueror. Most of them want to conquer. So what he does is he's going back through history and pruning and removing these nexus events because all of these nexus events either ha- have either happened because of Kang or are happening because Kang is there. So he's removing himself from the timeline and, you know, and all of these other, all of these other uh, heroes or variants, if you want to call them that, are helping to continue creating variant Kangs. Well. At some point, he fucks up, and the nexus a nexus event happens, and uh, and and the rumor is is that the nexus event that happened is the birthing of Scarlet Witch, not not in the physical sense, but in the in the in the metaphysical. She becomes the Scarlet Witch in WandaVision, and she gains so when she gains her powers, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is a nexus being. Her form is the same in any timeline. She can remember anything that's going on in any place on any world, you know, that's a parallel world or parallel dimension. So she's a Nexus being. Kang is a Nexus being. So when that happens, it changes everything. And then uh, one of the variant Lokis kills this version of Kang. And he goes, you have no idea what you're going to I know what's going to happen, but you have no idea what's going to happen. If you kill me, Something really bad is going to happen. And that badness is me coming to conquer you. So they kill him. Loki gets kicked into what's called the TVA, which is the Time Variance Authority. And 
he had been working with them throughout the whole thing. And I'm just kind of giving an overall. So when he goes back to tell everybody what's going on, nobody remembers who he is. And as he's staring out into uh, uh, the city of the Time Variance Authority, all the statues have changed. And all the statues are now Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. And so we're moving. That's the that's the next phase. So the next movie that's supposed to be well, not the next movie that's going to have Kang the Conqueror introduced formally mm -hmm. is uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Right. I think that's actually the next movie that's coming out. And there's like four Marvel movies that are coming out by the end of the year, and one of them is Spider Man: uh, Far From Home. Now let me tell you, <laughs> listeners, where this is ultimately going. You've you've kept up with Mike now. Sort what of. I'm getting from this is essentially at some point we will get Iron Man back played by Robert De Niro, old Iron Man, Robert Downey, crusty old Iron Man will be back. Not only that, there will be a white widow and it will be Scarlett Johansson's little sister. And she will be cultivating the most marijuana ever cultivated by a superhero <sighs> with the guy that you just talked about from the show called Narcos. Good, good remembering. Now, beyond that, <clears throat> this is super important. You haven't seen Endgame? I haven't. Then fuck you. Yeah, fuck Okay, so too. beyond that, you haven't seen any Star Wars besides the first one? <sighs> yes or no? No. You know how I know that's true? Because you showed me the first I one. I made you watch it, didn't I? You did, after I we did. watched Edward I had my His head was on the coffee table, my foot was on it, and I'm like, you're going to fucking watch this. And he wasn't as strong then, so he watched most of it. Now, beyond that, and this is super important because you're a little bit younger than us, there's five essential movies that you need to fucking watch if you ever, ever want to be a guest spot on this house again. I'm going to give you those four movies right now. Five, These are the three movies that you need to watch. <laughs> the first one is called On Golden Pond. That's I've very important. On Golden Pond. Don't lie to me. I have. That's a Don't great lie movie. to me. This is live. Callers, we're sorry. It's actually not live. What's, the, what, what's it about? That. Who's it's in it? About, Peter Fonda or Henry Fonda? I don't know their names. It's but I know Jane Fonda and her dad. An older couple. It's one of the Fondas. And he's got dementia. And it's a great movie. That's you know, Dallas always surprised me. Here's another one you need to be up on. Star Wars. Not the first one. You got to come over to my house. Put your head on my coffee this table. If I don't have a coffee table, you bring a coffee table to my house. This will only take about 17 hours. I put my foot on your head. You watch the rest of the Star Wars. And you're going to have to pay attention. And The rest of the Star Wars. I'm going to have to have potty breaks. Okay, there's only... So am I supposed to keep my head there when you're going to the bathroom? Keep your head down. He's going to put keep a, your head down. He's okay? going to set a vice Once on we get through that, on Golden Pond, you Again. need to see that. Terms of Endearment? Right. Have you seen it? No. I know you fucking haven't. Who's in that? Henry Fonda, right? It's no, all I, the Fondas I, are in Terms of Endearment. No. And they're continuing to endear these places where you go to fish and argue with family. Okay. That is on, not true. It, it's absolutely true. Once you watch the movie, you'll see how true it is. Okay. You can see in his eyes. Last you know, part. Shut up in a parallel point. universe. The yeah. seventh movie I told you about out of the five. <laughs> Anal Acrobats parts one through, and you're going to have to go online and find I out. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, these movies are excellent. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. There's these girls. Right. And they're all. Acrobats. Acrobats. And guess what they do? They stick stuff up their ass <laughs> right. and stuff comes back out of their ass and it's just And is girls. it the same stuff though? Or is it like... I, I can't even get through part one. I'm still in the first five minutes. I've been watching these for 10 years. <laughs> you know, sometimes you call and you're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to call you back. Right, right. And then you By don't the way, call me back. Don't call me when I'm watching that. Anyways, once you get through those, then you can come back down again. Maybe if Mike says it's okay. <laughs> we'll have to see. But the most important one is on Golden Pond. Until you see that, I can't talk to you again. Okay. All right. 
I'll no, make I, sure to get that done. What? So what are your five essential movies? Or should we wait for the... No, I think, I, no, 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 no. We're going to wait for the next show to do this all right. one. Are we, are we at the end of this one? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, five essentials. So you're going to give me some time to sort through them? Yeah. All right. Coke is better than Pepsi. Yes. No, it's not. Agreed. Dallas thinks so. <laughs> He's also 19. What the fuck does he know? Right. Yeah. What does that kid know? Fuck that guy. He knows where to get some Coke is better than Pepsi. <laughs> Say goodnight, Eddie. Good night, Eddie. Nice.